0: Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Pete.
1: And I'm Diane.
0: And this is very special because we are in Ireland. Woo! So we're going to try something a little different here. We're recording a podcast on my iPhone in Ireland.
1: Wow. What? Plug for the iPhone.
0: Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's a really old one. So if it's really good, it's because they used to make them good. And if it's really bad, well, then it's not a plug. So, let's begin. We're on day two of our trip, actually, um, of, I guess, technically seven days. Um, The seventh day is not that exciting, though.
1: We just fly home.
0: Yeah, but technically still in Ireland.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, We have a lot to talk about. Our first day... Well, our first day was kind of like two days that just went on way too long.
1: Yes, our flight left Toronto at 5 p.m., and we got into Ireland, local time, 7 a.m., Toronto time, 2 a.m.
0: Yeah, so it was the next day. So Saturday morning was, you know, nice and chill. We are just hanging around our place. And, uh, yeah, we got our way to the airport. And we were aware that we would probably have to sleep on the flight. Yes. um, Even preparing flight pillows and things like that. But there's nothing you can do to really prepare to sleep on a plane. No matter what, it's not very comfortable.
1: No, and... Somehow we got into seats that did not recline.
0: Oh, yeah, the emergency yeah. Uh, seats. Every time I'm on a plane, I'm always at the wing, I've noticed. I don't know how that happens. Mm-hmm. I guess no one else picks that, so that's just where I end up. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't <laughs> it's know. good fun.
1: That's, that's what I guess, too. I don't know. I don't overthink these things.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of unfortunate. We arrive in, in uh, Dublin, and it's yeah, 7 in the morning. We're supposed to check in our bags, but the hotel's not really taking anyone because it's 7 in the morning. And it's a Sunday, and we went for a little walk, and we're jet-lagged, and nothing's open because it's Sunday, and it's 7 in the morning.
1: Mm hmm We kind of wanted to avoid drinking coffee, too, because I think we were trying to see if we could fit in a nap before our tour started. Yeah. So, I mean, there's convenience stores with coffee and snacks, but...
0: But that's about it, and yeah. we were a little bit outside the city, so we weren't entirely sure what we were doing, and yeah, super, super tired. So, what we did to solve this problem is we went back to the hotel, mm-hmm. and uh, it's probably about 10 o'clock at that point in the morning, and it's like, you get your rooms at about 3 probably, so it's like, alright, well then we're just going to sleep in your lobby.
1: hmm
0: On the sofas.
1: Yep. Much more comfortable than the airplane. <laughs>
0: They may do, and the cool thing is, without making any kind of complaint or any kind of huss, mm-hmm. eventually they came over to us and was like, "Here's keys to your room."
1: Yes, I think some rooms were ready much earlier than others, mm. and we probably got first dibs because we were passed out on a couch, and they were like, "These people need their <laughs> need their bed."
0: Yeah, which was really cool, actually.
1: So we got in there about like I would say twelve, twelve noon maybe, and immediately had a nap. Yeah. And our tour of Dublin started at 2.15.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that was really cool. So we did a few things in Dublin, and I really wish we had more time there. So we're going to revisit that later on. Um, but uh, what was the first thing we did on our agenda? Do you remember?
1: Um, Trinity College? Yeah. Book of Kells? Yeah, Book of Kells. Ah. Yeah, so Trinity College is really old university in Ireland, and they have... The greatest library ever, I want to say.
0: So that was amusing. We just had uh, someone trying to come into our room because they've been given key cards to the same room that we've already got.
1: Yes, except their key cards don't work.
0: Yes, so they just so. kept, like, thumping on the door, and I heard scanning of a card, and I was like, what is, what is that strange noise?
1: So they'll go figure that out. Good yep. thing they speak English. They were speaking another language between yeah, the
0: two Yeah, it was, of like, them. Russian or...
1: I think German, German it sounded yeah. like a Germanic.
0: Something Eastern European.
1: Yes. Anyways, moving back to our tour, we went to quite possibly the greatest library I've ever been inside. Ah, uh,
0: yes. That's what I was talking about. I was going to say, yeah. So when we planned this trip, I, I knew that this was something that would totally be up your alley. Uh, it's library. Ornate Book of Kells. That's, well, that was cool too. But yeah, certainly the library itself uh, was awesome. Mm -hmm. I think they called it the Long Hallway or something. It was something long. And it was very long, but it was also very tall. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just filled with giant old books.
1: Yes, and one of those libraries and shelves where you need the ladder to climb up to get all the old copies of books. And um, you can probably all imagine what this smelled like. It just smelled like old book.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. which actually is a nice smell, in my opinion.
1: And um, busts. All the way along oh, yeah. the <laughs> the room, as well, of famous um, whole I bunch know, philosophers of philosophers. Yeah, they and... had Plato,
0: and they had a whole bunch of other people I didn't know, but I assume they were Irish.
1: Yes. important
0: Irish people. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the highlight of the day for me, I think. But let's continue. What do we What do we do after that?
1: Um. So then after that. Yeah, we did a tour, and then I think we went, we walked along to that park that had all the paintings. Mm,
0: Oscar Wilde was also, had a sculpture in there. Yep. They were really pushing Oscar Wilde. It's like, this is where he was born, this is where his mother lived, and this is where he mm-hmm. is now on a rock as a sculpture. Yes. Um, I do want to say that park was really cool. It had one of the coolest uh, kids' parks I've ever seen. It's mm-hmm. like, wow, we we don't make it like that in Canada anymore, I think safety's uh, gotten the better of us in a way that everything's just plastic and kind of boring, but this one was, like, made out of wood, and it went, like, super high up, and they had this really cool slide, and it was just like, wow. It looked fun. Yeah. It made me sad I was an adult. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, so then after, you know, driving around the city, seeing different things, uh, we then went to... The Little Museum of Dublin?
0: Yeah, and that was kind of a neat thing because it was a, new, a newer museum. I think they said they opened in 2011 or mm-hmm. something, something very recent. And uh, I think that was during a recession of sorts. And what they did is they just asked all the citizens around to send in anything that they had that was old and reminded them of I- Irish culture. I'm not
1: reminded, was Irish well, culture.
0: <laughs> sorry, yeah. What, what what was personal to them mm-hmm. uh, pertaining to Irish culture, I guess is how I should say it. Yeah. So they got like a wide range of things.
1: Mm-hmm. Like over 5,000 pieces or mm-hmm. something like that. So that was pretty neat.
0: It was. So there was some really interesting, serious things about, you know, women's rights or about... Uh,
1: the war. The
0: war and, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, Irish independence.
0: Yeah. And things... That, like that, but then there was something like puppets from some kids' show that I don't know. I was briefly being told about. Yep. Um,
1: and a whole room dedicated to you two, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which actually was pretty cool.
1: That was neat. A little like timeline of the band's existence.
0: I forgot. I used to uh, really like them. Actually, a oh. long, long time ago. Huh. They, well, they, there were, you go. they were. They were pretty cool band when they started, for sure. And I can see mm-hmm. why uh, the Irish should be proud of them. Especially yep. with their early work, they were very much tooting the horn
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, very cool.
1: we also got a drink and some appetizers while we were there, which was really awesome because and really we really needed of had breakfast and then slept through most of the day and realized we were really hungry
0: yeah, yeah, you know the, you, I got to give credit to Ireland because uh, we were so tired, so jet lagged and pretty much experienced the worst possible way to come into a new country. Mm-hmm. And yet still we were enjoying what was going on around us. Yeah,
1: everyone was really nice. Yeah. Found our hosts, found our tour guide. Yeah. And went to a really cool pub. For yeah. Dinner. Delicious food. Started off with excellent food. I had some... Uh, Like chicken and casserole, which was super homemade because there was giant pieces of mushroom and um, shreds of chicken. Like, definitely looked homemade.
0: Yeah, let's give them a plug. What you wrote it down somewhere? What was that place called? The Crow's Pub. Crow's Pub. Yeah. Near Clayton, Clayton Mm. Ballsbridge Hotel. That was a good fun name for us to stay at our first place. Mm Hmm. Um, I liked that first hotel, actually. It had a lot of character. Yes. It was pretty fancy, I guess. Um, a highlight for that hotel is they had a sculpture outside in their main yard. It was of a horse, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe a donkey. Mm-hmm. That might have been even funnier. But I really appreciated that they uh, bothered to include the genitals of the uh, animal as well. Yes. In blocky form.
1: Yes, it was a, a block sculpture. It <laughs> a block genitals.
0: Yeah. Attention to detail is very good.
1: Yeah, so we basically passed out at nine o'clock that night to try and catch up on our sleep. Yeah, and woke up the next morning, had breakfast, and were on the coach bus at eight a.m. driving to our day two destinations.
0: Yeah, and uh, that was pretty cool too. I didn't I didn't really know what we had in store for ourselves on day two. Um, just seeing the scenery was really interesting for Ireland, like as as small of a country as it is, they still have so much farmland. Like, I don't think I've ever seen so many cows in my lifetime. And I used to live... And sheep. And sheep, yeah. Even horses, but like, especially cows. They have so many cows. Um... And I lived outside of, like, Toronto in a small town. And it's like they used to make fun that, that everyone was a farmer and everyone had cows. But, I mean, I only saw, like, three cows in, in the ten years I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw about 620 cows in this trip in, like, the last four hours. I wasn't really counting, but uh, there was a lot. There is a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. So the first stop was Glendalau. Where we toured some, a really old monastery, the ruins of a really old monastery.
0: Yeah, and it was, uh, they said monastery, but it, it was mostly like, uh, the first part anyway was, uh, was like a graveyard. Yeah. A cemetery. Yeah. Is that yeah. what a monastery is?
1: Well, monastery is where, uh, like monks live, mm. um, and it's, you know, church religious grounds. So you would expect there to be, I would expect there to be. It was cemetery. Okay. Burial near the church of the people.
0: Yeah, and it was a really, uh, a really old, well cemetery. I mean, oh, I yes. guess that's to be expected because this is, this is an old land, and and you know we're in Canada, we're used to, like the oldest thing we have there is from, from the 1400s, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, we're seeing some really, really old, classic, things.
1: Yeah, I forget how old it it was. I, I, i'm not writing down dates that's fine it's just
0: <laughs> it's just crazy seeing all these the tombstones are giant first of all they mm-hmm. almost look like single beds being propped up and they're made out of uh, rock and wood and all sorts of things and they've just been uh, pushed around and almost all on top of each other it's it's just a weird sight to see um but also very oddly beautiful uh let's talk about the weather Uh, We came into rain, Mm -hmm. and uh, I guess a cool temperature. I mean, we were just coming out of a heat wave.
1: Yeah, it's 14 degrees Celsius, which is pretty awesome, coming from 35 degrees plus humidity.
0: Yeah, and some people would think that sucks, but I've been enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And uh, the rain here is not really like rain, it's just like drizzles.
1: Yeah, like when you think Toronto rain, you get kind of bummed out because, you know, you'll be out there and it'll be pouring for like 30 minutes. But here it's kind of like rain for 5-10 minutes, foggy, damp. Yeah. And then the sun will come out a bit, and then you might get a little more drizzle later on, but not not really a huge deal and still able to see and do things without being uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, and the other thing is like it, uh, it changes so much. Mm-hmm. Like you'll have rain... Uh, And it'll just be spitting, and then maybe it'll get a little bit more intense, uh, but then it'll go, like, and turn into a sunny day, and it'll be, like, really warm. Yep. And it's like, well, i got to take off three layers.
1: Yes, so relatives of ours just recently went to Ireland, and we asked them, what should we wear? And our aunt said layers because you'll be removing clothing and putting it back on because it just fluctuates all the time
0: yeah and i totally agree with that Mm -hmm. but it's uh it's lovely i have been enjoying the air which is it's so fresh yes oh that's the other thing is we both got head colds before we decided to go to ireland well not decided to go before we arrived in ireland yes which has been another fun thing to add on top of jet lag and everything else.
1: Yeah, that's probably why we were also so wiped out. Because yeah. we were also battling colds, which seemed to be on their way out. So, good news. We actually really enjoyed the flight because the change in air pressure seemed to clear our <laughs> sinuses right up. Yeah, out.
0: when we were in the air, but landing. Landing was horrible, horrible feeling.
1: Yeah, I thought my eardrum was going to burst.
0: Yes, me too. Um... Yeah, so but we
1: packed cold medication <laughs> and halls. Literally, we had a little pharmacy in our carry-on <laughs> and we seem to be good so far. So, yeah. Dandy.
0: Cool. So, yeah, so so far we're on day 2. Um, we didn't cover all of day 2, did we?
1: No, we didn't talk about watching crystal being made.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Uh Water... Waterford. Waterford. Yeah, that was the next stop. Um, Waterford was interesting cuz I didn't I didn't remember what we were getting ourselves into. Um, It was a cute little town.
1: Yeah, it was pretty awesome.
0: Um, And I didn't realize or remember that we were going to go look at Crystal uh, being made. That's Mm -hmm. not something that I would say would normally interest me.
1: It sounds boring, but I've been to a few things where it's like, we're going to show you how it's made, and I instantly knew that no matter how boring the final product was in terms of our interest in purchasing it, the process would be cool.
0: Yeah. And really it's it's very similar to just glass design, right? Like I guess it's a little different. It has more uh what do you say? It has more
1: You're talking about like the etching and engraving?
0: No, what? just a substance. It's got more
1: Oh, got more lead in it.
0: Lead in it. That's
1: why it's heavy. I didn't right. know that. New factor. That's right?
0: what we learned. But otherwise, like, their process is similar to glass. Maybe you're able to do more cuts and stuff because it's less fragile, I'm guessing.
1: Maybe, but this was this was cool because we watched them, like, shape it and form it, and, yeah, you can just blow into it and widen it and make a big, you know, vessel or water jug or something. And then we went through the other processes of... They actually lay out and draw on a grid on all the pieces, and then the cutters have a grid to work with, and they cut the patterns. Um, and all these people that are working with this glass have to apprentice and learn the trade, and it takes, like, ten years to become a, a cutter engraver. or an engraver. Yeah,
0: five mm-hmm. years to just be, like, a regular uh, worker, even. Mm-hmm. Like, the first five years, you're just in training. Yep. It's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, so gives you an idea of, uh, yeah the cost of these final items because they are tradesmen that work on each piece. Now, they do have, we watched, you can machine uh, cut yeah. the crystal, which was pretty cool. And I, I think, um, like, for all those, like, you know, kind of repeated cuts on sides and stuff, it kind of makes sense. But each piece that is completed has some hand cutting that's done. So it's not all just machine processed. Yeah. So that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um, and yeah, they had a lot of things out of things that they made. My the thing I, I found the most impressive was probably the uh, revolver. They made a life-size revolver and even the bullets had a crystal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I assume it didn't work, but it was quite an attention to detail.
1: Yes. And this uh, is the same crystal that makes up the New Year's Eve ball that they drop in Times Square. Yeah. Every Davis. year, every year,
0: and they're stocked up till 2018, apparently.
1: Nice, they uh, are prepared.
0: That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, very impressive. I've I think I've seen their logo before, and I didn't really put two and two together. And that's been kind of the fun thing about this trip in Ireland is how much stuff actually is here. Yeah, exports from here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, Guinness isn't obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna hit, hit the Guinness storehouse later, try to anyway, on day six. Uh, I didn't know Jameson's was from Ireland. Oh, really? No. I
1: think I knew that.
0: I knew it was a mixed, uh, mixed scotch. So they obviously had to pull a bit. In order to have a scotch, you need to have a bit of stuff made in Scotland. Mm -hmm. So they must like take a little bit from there and put it into their own thing Mm -hmm. to make it officially a scotch. Uh, but I didn't, uh, sorry, I blended, that's the word. Blended. It's
1: blended because it's whiskey. Yeah. It's got whiskey.
0: <clears throat> yeah, but uh, I didn't know it was an Ireland thing. I always assumed it was American.
1: Crazy. Yeah. Also, the original Gaelic word for whiskey is not <laughs> anything that sounds like whiskey.
0: Yeah, I don't <laughs> remember it was. I, w- <laughs> I wish I remembered it's, all the weird names we learned.
1: It's got Ishka in it.
0: Yeah, Ishikaha or something.
1: Yes, and then they're like, and eventually it got anglicized to whiskey. And you're like, what? How? It
0: doesn't sound (laughs) anything the same, no. Yeah, that was the other fun fact we learned, uh, and it's another word I forgot, but their name for their, I guess, prime minister was like a... a tushikah or something. I'm totally destroying it. We're going to have to Google this later.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And uh, maybe put in a note, but... uh, yeah, they had their own like name for the leader. And then they ended up having a president too later on, so they just have two leaders.
1: I'm confused, yeah. It was very confusing. Mm-hmm.
0: Um maybe it's just like a mayor of Dublin. Maybe that's what I missed. And then they have a president of this of the country. Maybe that's what I wasn't getting. Oh, okay. Um Ushka, Tushka, something. Um and the other interesting thing about Dublin is just how much they love the Americans.
1: Uh yes. I feel like that might be like a mutual maybe dislike of Mother England because the U.S. was, you know, owned.
0: Independence as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, No, the United States were the first ones to recognize the independent Republic of Ireland.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And because of that, they have a special, uh, what's the word?
1: The ambassador's house is in a really nice park.
0: Right next to the president, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool.
1: Pretty
0: nice place. Alright, we're still recording. Yes, we're still good. Excellent. Um, I feel like we skipped over so much. I know I wanted to share so much. Oh, I know. We're still not done d- day two. Uh, we saw something really sad after we left Waterford. We hit back on the road and uh, our tour guide was like, Hey, we try to show you some neat things that maybe other tours don't show you. And we stopped in the middle of, I don't know where we were, on the top of some hill. Mm-hmm. And they brought us to... Uh, an unmarked space where they believe they buried well, a large population of Ireland that died from the famine, uh, famine. yeah, the five-year famine.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was interesting to learn about that famine because I learned about it in school, and they always call it the Irish potato famine. So I assumed it was because Ireland solely only had potatoes, and the potatoes got wiped out by this bug, um, or pest or something. Mm-hmm. And then they no longer had food, and they all had to leave. But the kind of real story is that the, the blight only mm-hmm. wiped out the potato crop. So they still had cows, they still had lamb, they still had any other vegetables that they could grow. But all of that, a lot of it was shipped to uh, England.
0: Yeah, and they were under rule. They were under a horrible Mm -hmm. government that was basically taking all of their good food. Yeah. And the very poor uh, native Irish people Mm -hmm. were getting by by discovering potatoes that were cheap, and they could make it themselves, and they were just getting by. And then uh, that was taken away from them, I guess, by horrible nature. Um, Yeah, I can't believe they went from 6 million people to 3 million. Like half a year population
1: destroyed.
0: Yeah. It's a huge over five number. five years.
1: I remember this sticks out because I was in like, you know, grade eight history and they had the, um, like major immigration to Canada and they had the numbers and the largest one was the Irish from the Irish potato famine, like larger even than as many people coming over from world war two, yeah. which seems crazy to me, but that was the extent of it. So learning a bit of Irish history, the good and the bad.
0: Yeah, a lot of bad. Well, a
1: lot but they are
0: uh, a lot of bad. That's true. They seem to be what I found really interesting is just how how good they are at bouncing back is yes. the story I'm hearing. Good. Um it seems like they're constantly under some kind of strife whether it was the uh the hunger thing or whether it was the the invasion from the English or the Vikings or whatever it is. There there were always issues where their culture was in a, a state where it was being taken away from them. Mm-hmm. And then many, many years later, it comes back.
1: Yeah, people move back. People come home. I can see now why they wanted their own Irish rep- Republic, hmm. their own independent country. I watched uh, Downton Abbey, mm-hmm. and a big side story of that is one of the characters is Irish and is really pushing for the Irish Republic. Hmm. To, to gain independence, so that was all happening around that time, too. And you kind of think, why? Why would that? Why would you want to do that? England seems awesome. England was not.
0: No, they were kind of <laughs> taking over everybody at that time. Um, yeah, not, not anybody's friend, probably. Uh, what I was also going to say is, yeah, how rich their, their culture is. And how how cool it is that like as much as they were like suppressed and you know basically lost their language, it still kind of is coming back in other ways. You know, as much as it's been anglicized, they still have their own uh, accent, their own uh, culture, their own beer, their own whiskey, all these things. Their own government with funny names and stuff like that. So it's great that they're still bounced back and made their own.
1: Well, and kind of like how in Canada we have signs that are all English and French, Ireland have signs that are English and Gaelic.
0: Yeah. They show their Gaelic name 1st mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, actually, that was the first thing I noticed when I got off the airport, and I was like, uh-oh. How are we going to get around here? I, I don't know what this is saying. And then it's like, oh, yeah, the word underneath is English.
1: I was going to say, read further down. <laughs> <laughs> We're fine. I think that's what... I feel much more comfortable traveling to countries where um, English is a predominant language. The money is very similar in terms of, you know, there's a $5 bill, $10 bill, $20 bill, coins.
0: Yeah, they got Toonies and Loonies. Well, not Loonies. They
1: don't call them that, but yeah. <laughs> they got you're $2. The lady, you're insane. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, what would they say about that?
1: Not sure. So it's just, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's been really nice, really pretty. Cool really yummy
0: um so yeah we're just uh we're just finishing off day two um we are in lovely uh town called cork, and uh it was cool. did you see the Gaelic name for this yeah i don't know how it's supposed to be it's so c o r k and anglicized but in i guess gaelic it's c o r c a i g h so i don't know is that like... <laughs> I,
1: I have a feeling it Yeah, it doesn't sound too much like that. They were telling us that uh, the English tried to come over and translate all of the Gaelic um, names and words and places and, you know, Gaelic language it would have its own meaning, and they were trying to name all the towns based on the Gaelic word meaning, and that was taking too long. So eventually they just kind of phonetically came up with a lot of the city names. hmm So, yeah.
0: Love it. And I love that there's a river named Suck, S-U-C-K. Yes. Um, maybe that has a different pronunciation, too. Um, but here we are, we're in Cork uh, We're in a lovely hotel It's one of their four star hotels um, It's gorgeous um, I guess uh, once we finish this We're going to explore We're going to do a little walk around Maybe see their pool and jacuzzi And head head to the bar Yes Burr.
1: We need to have fish and chips somewhere
0: Yes, yes we do mm-hmm. So overall, trip good? Trip good Alright
1: right. Mhm
0: cool so we're only on day 2 so we'll probably have a couple more of these i think we can try sounds good
1: mm-hmm.
0: so until next time take,
1: take one more on for the road,
0: road.